Hi guys, welcome back to I Was Thinking with Nafis and Simone. I'm Nafis. I'm that B. Still that B. And forever will be that B. It's your girl Simone, what's up? <laughs> and today we have a very special guest. Do you want to introduce her, Simone? Yeah, so this is my best friend of 16 years since first grade, Macy. Everyone, round of applause. Welcome, welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. We are with each other right now, so that's why the audio might sound a little different, but I thought it'd be better to actually record with her than have her join us on the Skype call. So, guys, what are we talking about today? Why did I bring Macy on this very special episode? Why did you? Good question. Oh, I have to answer that? Okay, (laughs) I'll answer. I brought Macy on here just because we are going to be talking about how we got into K-pop. And since she basically is the person that got me into K-pop, I thought she should also tell her story and, you know, get some good laughs, some good memories, because it's been a wild ride since we have gotten into (laughs) K-pop. I'm responsible for your dissertation. You are (laughs) responsible for me to going down the rabbit hole. hole that is K-pop. Yeah. So, but before we get started, Nafis has been in this a little bit longer than us, so I guess she should start first and how you got into K-pop, because that's kind of how I officially not just met you but how we basically started talking that's how we became friends how we bonded yeah yeah (laughs) for sure um I actually started I first heard of k-pop back when I was in high school in like 2010 I want to say um my friend introduced me to it she the first song that I heard was I am the best by 21 and like since then I have been hooked on that group Um, And so because of that, like, I started exploring other groups like Big Bang. Um, But yeah, so basically in high school was when I was introduced and I was hooked on K-pop. But I stopped listening to it, though, after like a year when I realized I didn't understand anything (laughs) that I was saying. That didn't, like, stop you the first time? The thing is, it was really catchy and she really wanted me to listen because that's something that she was really into. And I felt bad for saying, like, I don't understand anything they're saying. But they were bops, so I'm like, okay, fine. Um, But then at one point, I'm like, okay, I don't understand anything that they're saying. So there's no point of listening to it. So I stopped. (laughs) But that was also the same time, though, that I started going to university. And I just got busy. Because with me, I have to, like, look up the lyrics first, or, like, at least once, to know what the song is about or have some sort of idea, even if I don't understand it. But, like, I just stopped because I got so stressed and annoyed and everything <laughs> at university. So, like, I, I literally dropped everything that I enjoyed because of how stressed I was in undergrad. Aww. So, yeah. Are you feeling better now? Oh, no, I'm good now. Okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying, at the time, it was just, like, yeah, I could only focus on, like, one thing, and school was that one thing, so. Gotcha. But I got back into it recently, like, back in back in early 2019, I want to say. What got you back into it? Um. Well, so I, my sister's friend is obsessed with BTS, and she always talks about them. So she showed me a few clips of them. And I'm like, oh, okay, they're cool. But then they started popping up on my YouTube feed, you know? Ah, oh, the stupid algorithm so- <laughs> of YouTube. I understand, because that's part of my story, too. Yeah, and so I click, because um, I recognize them. I'm like, oh, that's BTS. Let me click on them. And then I clicked on, I think it was Mic Drop. And I really, really, really liked it. And then I clicked on Fake Love. And I loved Fake Love. And so, yeah, that's how it all started. <laughs> Again. When you first got into it, what was, like, this 21 song that, like, caught you? Do you remember? Yeah, it was I Am The Best. It was probably around 2011, though, because didn't that song come out in 2011? Was it earlier? I don't know. I think it was probably 2011. I'm not too sure. I don't know either. The dates are all a blur at this point. Honestly, 2020, (laughs) everything's a blur. Yeah. (laughs) Did you listen to other groups besides, like, 21 and Big Bang? The YG, um, you seem to be a YG fan, huh? Like the groups from that company. Yeah, I listen to Girls' Generation too. I like them also. They're very popular. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for telling us your story, Defeats. What about you, Basie? Because sure. your story leads into my story. My story might actually be a little bit long because it's really ridiculous how detailed I remember my downfall. <laughs> no. 
Um, okay, so I am a big YouTube user, and the first video I ever saw of K-pop in general was um, DNA by BTS. And I noticed it because it was just crazy amount of views. Like, I've never seen a video that had that many views, like a music video. How many views was it at the oh, time? Gosh, I don't remember how many exactly, but it was like on my, it was on trending. And like at that time on YouTube, reaction channels were like really blossoming. Um, so I was seeing like all these people like reacting to this video. I'm like, I want to know what this is. I just want to click on it and figure out what it is. So I clicked on it and I just liked everything about it. The music was catchy. The colors were crazy. The music videos were really well done. I liked the rapping. Um, so then I'm like, okay, let me click on another video. And then it just descended into the rabbit hole that is BTS, which led to other K-pop groups. And now I feel that I am a multi-stan of quite a few groups, but BTS is still probably the number one. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so I bought... I was in a Books A Million and I noticed that one of their albums was on the shelf. And I think it was what, Tear. I think that was the one I bought. Um, was it Tear or Answer? I thought you bought Answer Is it Answer? First. Okay, yeah, Answer. So then I was listening to it myself for like probably a year, I guess. And then we went to um, Megacon, Megacon and Tampa. I like forced you to listen to that album a million times and then it just spiraled from there. I mean, I got into it after the first listen because mm -hmm. it took the whole album for us to get to our destination to Tampa. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we listened to it multiple times though while we were there. Like it just was in my car and every time we got in the car, we would be listening to it and you're like, this is, I like the way this sounds. So, but, yeah. that. So yeah. a YouTube video got me into it initially, and then I just did my research. I learned their names. I learned their personalities, and then other groups ventured out from there. Who was the hardest for you to remember, name-wise? I'm trying to think if I got any of them mixed up, but I don't. I don't remember. I feel like it clicked pretty early. Um, I would say maybe Jin. I guess like I couldn't for whatever reason couldn't remember his name immediately. But I remember mm -hmm. I could I could tell their faces apart pretty early on. And then um, Jin was the last one that I was like, OK, yeah, I know him immediately when I see him. But gotcha. For me, though, I think it was Jimin that like really stood apart. Mm, yeah, he but stands out. <laughs> but um, I always got Jungkook and Jin confused because their their face shape is very similar. And depending on the hairstyle, they could actually look very, very similar to each other. But I think Jungkook's name was the one that was the most confusing for me to remember. Not only that, for me, it was confusing when I was first getting into them because when I would watch like old videos, especially with their around each other, they like act yeah. the same. So I was like, wait, which one's which? As far as like when they would like play, fight or like stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So. I would say Jin and Jungkook were probably the ones that could have interchanged, if any of them, because they all look pretty different to me now. Yeah. But I don't remember exactly what I thought initially. It's been three years. <laughs> Just about, because you said you got in yeah. around DNA. And DNA, I think, came out, like, late. Did it come out late November? No, that was mic drop, I'm thinking. I don't remember when DNA came out. Could have sworn it came out late 2017. So that's why it's really close to like three or... On YouTube, it just says three years ago. It doesn't have the month. And it's 1.1 billion views. Yeah, that's the most viewed right now. So, but wow. it, was, it was like, I think around... I want to say it was like 15 million or something. And I just, that number stuck out to me. I mean, aren't there other like American artists that be having... For sure, but I, I've never... I was never really a music video person before that. Yeah. So... Or just like music person in general? I've always liked music, but I, when I listened to music, I didn't really like take the time to watch the music videos usually. It was just like I would put on random like recommended playlists on like Apple Music and Spotify and just like add songs that I liked the way they sounded. Yeah. Ooh, is it my turn? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like so nervous to talk about this for some reason. I don't know why. Why is my heart beating so fast? Am <laughs> I making it nervous? You're Deep not breath. making me nervous. Deep breath. This, this topic is making me nervous because, oh. like, I don't really express like my feelings a lot. Like, it's kind of hard for me to be emotional, and I'm not really. I don't get really attached to stuff, so it's just weird for me to talk about something I really like and like people actually 
paying attention and be interested. So I always get weirded out when I talk about like my interests because I feel like usually people don't care. Sad to say, but okay. So I think even before BTS and all that, I probably would have had a chance if I, see while I explain my story, you're gonna kind of see how not oblivious I can be, but I don't do like my research like I do now. So back in 2016, when I was in New York, cause I had an internship there and I was staying with like my brother and his husband. When I would go to the gym, I would used to, I'm not a big YouTube person like you are, but when I would work out because I was limited on music, um, I would look up like workout remixes. So like just videos that would have like either top 20 at the time or like top 40 or just a bunch of random songs mixed in together to like a workout type beat. And there was one that I would listen to the most. I think it's still on YouTube. It was like some, it was called Work. So the baseline was Britney Spears' Work song. And then overlaying it, it would have like, so the original song to that, it would mix in with like Work by Iggy, Work by Sierra, Missy Elliott, um, Work from Home with Fifth Harmony and just a bunch of other stuff. Some Beyonce thrown in there. And then there was one song that like, I couldn't tell like, I didn't know the language, but I'm like, what is this? And I'm like, this sounds really catchy, but I didn't know what the song was because I never heard of it. I didn't know the language, so I couldn't look up the lyrics like, hey, song that goes like this. And at the time, I don't think they had to credit the song they used. Like, I know YouTube changes policies. So, like, even when I would go through the comments, like, I couldn't find, like, the list of the songs that were being used in it unless I already knew the song. So I listened to that for at least a good year, and then I kind of forgot about it. And then knowing what I know now there, I used to be like really obsessed with like black IPs and like T-Pain, still kind of am now uh, when I was younger. So when Will I Am did like his first album or whatever, there was a song on there with him, Apple D from Black IPs and this one group like, well, at first I thought it was a solo artist and I could not read this name. I didn't realize it was this name until just now. And it was a female, but it was like singing and rapping. And I'm like, I really like this female's like feature, but I can't spell this name. And like, I would just listen to it, but I it didn't register in my mind like, oh, Simone, you can go and Google and see who this is. But I would always play that song. And now two years later, both of those songs were 21 songs I now know. So the first one in the remix, like the YouTube remix, it was I Am The Best. And uh, what is that Will I Am song called? I might have to look it up. But now I know it was 21. So like, and the rap verse always stuck out to me. So now I know that CL, who was like my girl, love CL. <laughs> See, CL would have been like my ultimate bias if I had gotten to K-pop like really early. So like, those are my mm. tropes of getting into, I could have chances to get into K-pop in like 2016. And also what I just found out and not until like a year later, when I left where I was doing my internship, I think in 2017 is when they started having K-pop groups come like be guest. Mm -hmm. But because I don't live in that state, there was no way I could have like watched the guests they had on the show. So I wasn't aware of this until like later on. But anyway, fast forward all of that. Two years later, 2018. Well, no, let me go back. Because I wasn't on Twitter back then as I am now, but I just happened to one day randomly, I think like during work, I went on Twitter and I saw a billboard article for the AMAs and it was of BTS. And like, I just happened to click on it because I saw the picture and I was like, huh, they look like they're dancing. Nobody dances in America. Who is this? <laughs> so I was like, I clicked on it and I read like BTS and I'm like, what? What is this? Like, are they talking about behind the scenes? And I was like, oh, South Korea. Oh, like Psy. Well, first of all, I think before I continue, all of our first K-pop song truly is like Gangnam Style <laughs> from Psy. I can't believe I forgot about that. Like back in 2012, he made like a true impact. Everyone knows that song. Everyone knew that song. Even if you didn't understand what he was saying, I didn't even know he was singing in Korean, everyone but like everyone knew the dance. I specifically remember like in middle school when we would do like- You definitely did that in school. Yeah. <laughs> We had like a dance party one time and we did that dance. Mm -hmm. So first of all, we have to give it up to Sai. So he's technically our first. Did he even get like a Just Dance song? Like I'm sure it's on one of those games. I feel like we did that in like middle school. 
But like Just Dance, like the video game? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know, actually. Because we used to play that all the time. Maybe someone who's listening would know that. So if he is on a Just Dance game, let us know. Because I only have two in 2015. But anyway, so I was aware of BTS late 2017, early 2018, but I did not listen to any of their music. I just knew the name. I didn't even know K-pop was a thing. I just knew they were a band, but I associated them with boy bands and knowing my experience with boy bands, like I was thinking like One Direction, I was like, stay away from me. Because yeah, there's a little bit of like hypocrisy there, but I was like, why am I gonna listen to a boy band, especially in a language I don't understand? And is there anything like One Direction no offense, I was never a directioner. So I was like, you know what? I'll leave that to the to the kids, to the young people. To the young I like them. They were okay. One Direction? Yeah. I just, I mean, you had your like hit songs, like sometimes you'd bop to, but I could never I get into them. I didn't dislike them, but I didn't like them either. Like, I was we had a friend that was obsessed with they're them. They're there. Yeah. I don't have anything against them. Um, but I also wasn't gonna like I didn't go out of my way to find their music or like participate if I heard a song and I liked it I I heard a song but like I didn't try to venture out and try to listen to their music Mm. so there was that and then because the first Megacon we went to in Orlando I actually we went by a booth and we saw they were selling some k-pop posters I think and I actually pointed out BTS so I knew their faces I was like oh isn't that that one really popular group at this point i thought it was only in asia so i didn't realize i knew their names but i was yeah. still kind of shy about talking about it so i was like i'm not gonna say anything you thought i would judge you well, a little bit <laughs> i i've gotten better guys i promise <laughs> i was a little judgmental back then i'm not gonna lie i was just always into nerdier stuff and like i was reluctant to to show my like interest to other people. So yeah, and then that happened and that was around like May. And then fast forward to when I went back to college just because I moved away from home. I should probably also say when I was younger, I didn't really listen to a lot of music. So that's probably another reason why I wouldn't have gotten into them. Like I would always just watch TV and movies and now I don't really as much anymore. I actually do listen to more music than I watch TV. But so that's also a big factor of why I probably didn't want to get into K-pop earlier or find it earlier. But when I moved away for college, I lived in the dorms and like for some reason, the dorms I lived in, it was just really quiet. My roommates were really quiet. So like to offset the quietness, I just started listening to music more. So that kind of started me to accept new music as far as like the old early 2000s or late 2000s music I downloaded from iTunes from like middle school that I would just listen on repeat. I'm like, I should probably update my playlist to new songs. So that's kind of like the start of me being more open to music. And then there was actually, I had a teacher for my events class who was from South Korea and like the first day of classes, you know, she was doing her introduction. So like she showed a PowerPoint of like where she's from and like what's famous from her country. So she did bring up K-pop and the girl I was sitting next to was like actually really into BTS. So like she raised her hand when the teacher asked if anyone knew who BTS was. And I kind of looked at her, I'm like, oh my God, no, you too. I can't get away from them. I'm hearing about this group everywhere. You really can't get away from them though. Honestly. Well, now now, <laughs> now they're everywhere. Can. Exactly. But at the time before they were, for some reason, they just, like, once I read that article, I started, I guess, noticing them more. So that's where it really started. And then a month later, we went to Megacon. And that's, yeah. yeah, and that's where it all started. So then I remember you, you were already having a bad day, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a rough trip for me. It started with, like, my dryer breaking. So, like, all my clothes that I was going to wear to the con and, like, my costumes, my cosplay and stuff was, like, wet. So I had to, like, we were late and we were planning on um, going to the Weasley Twins um, Yeah, their little, show. like, yeah, um, like we Q&A gonna, thing. We wanted to go watch it and we were late, so we missed that. Aww. My hotel, we decided to go straight to the con and walk around um, and go to the hotel later, but I had gotten an email from the hotel being, like, uh, we're doing construction in a bunch of our rooms. So we've booked you a room in another hotel. So we went to the hotel that they booked and they're like, yeah, we don't know who you are. We don't have a room for you. So then I just, at that point, like, I was so upset. And I walked out to the car to her and I'm like, just tears. And I was like, I don't, 
Macy, Aww. me and Macy barely cry. So yeah. I'm like, all right, Macy, who do I need to beat up? Because <laughs> this both, is ridiculous. Yeah, we're both not criers, so it's rare. And then, um, so the guy, we went back in and he like could see that we were visibly upset. So he's like, let me figure it out. So he finally found us a room. And then I, t- I confessed to him. I'm like, I'm just having a really <laughs> rough day. And this didn't help. And I also just figured out that I ripped my pants. <laughs> Like I have a hole in my pants, and I'm like, oh my god, I hate Tampa. I hate this room. And like in downtown Tampa, the like the roads were already so confusing because like there's some roads even here, like in um downtown Orlando, but it's not as bad. Where like there's certain ways you can only go one way, and like to get on the opposite side, you have to like basically go around like two blocks. No, the road mm-hmm. system was just very confusing. And we missed our turn like That's three times three times because there's no really like direction of how to get into the convention center in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like this is parking or this so I think something else was going around yeah, that time. There was some other event that it was, was, I, think it was I think it was the Game of Thrones um yes. live orchestra when that was yes. happening. So the city was packed to begin with. I think there was also like a football game or a baseball game, maybe. Hockey. Hockey. I think it was hockey. Um, so there was a big major game going on that uh, the Game of Thrones thing, and then the con. So it was just packed. Yeah, whoever really planned funny. that was very terrible. Yeah, so I was like fed up with the whole, the whole organization of it. The con itself was fine. The con I mean, itself was fine. Yeah, yeah it, was it was fun. just that first day of getting there, yeah. and then and then we were starving because we had driven all day. We didn't eat lunch. We got there, and we had so many confusing things that by the time we got in our hotel and went to go eat something. We walked to a pizza place across the street. It was like a Domino's. Or yeah, something. some generic brand. Um, and it took so long that they gave us our food for free. Like we were sitting there wow. for like forty-five minutes. They felt bad for us. They, they just came to us. They're like, "You girls have just been kind of standing here. Um, yeah. Just take, just take it." I'm like, "All right, cool." So at least that's one good thing that came out of all that. Right, we got free pizza, free food. but we had to wait like an hour. <laughs> starving but and then you had kind of like i had mentioned that i bought the album and i asked you if i could play it yeah so that's that was when we first got in the car when you first came and picked me up from campus you're you're like simone don't get mad at me because i feel like i probably texted you about it because you i remember you you saying don't get mad at me you weren't like outwardly aggressive or anything about it you just kind of like oh that's probably stupid Damn, I sound like so, such a terrible oh, yeah. person. So like, I feel like you say that, but then you're also very open to like trying stuff. So you didn't have any issues with me playing it. And no, because then I was all, were like, oh, yeah, no, I was. Like I this. was also like, this is your car. On, I'm like a passenger. <laughs> well, no, you did drive the first time. I yes. drove us back, mm-hmm. but I was like, I don't care what you play. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, I you. I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm going to sit here and I don't know if I'm going to pay attention because I don't understand what they're saying, but you know, I'll, I'll listen. I distinctly remember you asking me, you're like, I kind of want to get into K-pop, but I don't know where to start. I'm like, let me show you young people. So we listened to that. And then when we were at the hotel after our horrible day, you wanted me to like, you didn't know where to start. So I showed you DNA and like, I think I showed you mic drop as well. So the order, I remember the order because what you hooked me watching the music videos because you're like Simone they have a song with Nicki Minaj I'm like yeah. I like I like Nicki so Idol and yeah. then I showed you an EXO video I showed you Monster and you showed and me I showed Black you a Pink. Blackpink video yeah so I'm like start with those three now you're not really an EXO fan but I got you with the BTS and Blackpink too right you like them yeah because like my whole like journey of watching the music videos I can remember was interesting I don't because I think you showed, did you show me the BTS ones before Blackpink and EXO? I think so. I think, I we, think so. Like, we think we started with, with BTS. We started with Idol, because yeah. obviously Dicky. Mm-hmm. And then we went to DNA. And I'm not going to lie, I remember not really paying attention because I was trying to read the lyrics and mm-hmm. it was really colorful. So I'm like, there's so much going on. I don't know what's happening. And then a downfall came <laughs> in the form of mic drop in the form of mic drop i was like wait a minute this this is actually good this is i might have to download this and i actually could pay attention because this color scheme was a little bit darker which is what i kind of like and i was like mm-hmm. okay they're not bad i still don't know who's who there's like so many of them but i'm like this is pretty good and then i don't remember if i actually asked you this out loud there's this one part where I'm pretty sure if you're a BTS fan, you've seen Mike Drop, we all know. You know. <sighs> I know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's just there's this one part after the pre-chorus 
where just one member comes out of an ambulance, <laughs> starts rapping, and the first thing he says is, baby, watch your mouth. And I was like, I, I think a light bulb went in my head. I was like, excuse me. Did I physically ask you who is this? Or yeah, did you were like, uh, I need to know his name. I need to know. I was like, this man is fine. <laughs> who, wait, was he in the other videos? Who is this? Yeah. And I said, don't, don't depend on visuals, but that's what caught me. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. That's the part I was mostly embarrassed to say. I was like, uh. You said it. <laughs> I did say it. <laughs> it was all thanks to Kim Namjoon's that RM. Been, that moment has been tainted for me because now whenever I think of it, I just think of him failing. Oh, the behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He fails to open it and everyone's laughing. No, every time I think of that, I just think of when the light bulb went in my head, like, who is this? Who's this man? Who? Why is he rapping at me like this so aggressively? But like, <laughs> I, in a good way, like, I like it, but like, calm down. But like, don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> oh, God. Just a mix of emotions. Just huh? a mix of emotions. And then so like that whole weekend, I know. We were playing like music videos when we were getting ready for the con. So that was definitely one on like repeat. It was that one. I think I also played mm -hmm. like Size, the daddy song with CL. So yeah. I really enjoyed that song. Did I show you Got 7 at that point? I don't think I did. No, I think I found Got 7 on my own. Well, I know I showed it to you because I, I forced you to watch the, um, the concert DVD I have. That was after like I was already invested in BTS though. Mm, yeah, no, I'm sure you knew of them. I think like, I don't I'm, think I like showed you some of their content. And I know for a fact after that weekend you dropped me back off, I did do some research on my own. So I know I found God 7 on my own. Okay. Because when you asked me who they were, the I said yes, I know. that I really got into. Yeah. Those two are my top two, God 7 and BTS. Yeah, but I mean, even after the weekend, I, I was originally just going to like download mic drop and idol with nikki yeah, until the next morning you were already playing idol in the shower <laughs> i'm like i got her <laughs> i got one <laughs> yeah so when she dropped me back off i was like okay uh, let me just watch these music videos a couple I more times and a week went by and you knew so much well <laughs> so that weekend actually was like i think the next day when you dropped me off like what Nafis was saying about the YouTube algorithm. I got a notification because we were on my account when we watched those music videos. Mm -hmm. I got a notification when we there, did their speech at the UN. Oh. And I was just really shocked to see like a musical art, like just group or artists in general talking at something like the UN. I was like, they talked at the UN. So I watched it and like, I just really, I don't know. Liked the message. Yeah, I liked the message. I was surprised at what he was talking about. And I was like, oh my God, these are like, these seem like really genuine men. And then, yeah, just went, continued to went down. And then also with the YouTube algorithm, it was showing stuff like, oh, funny clips from so-and-so. Mm -hmm. And I was getting a lot of clips from the run episodes. I'm like, is there a place I can find these clips, like the full versions? And then I happened to actually get a ad from one of the compilations I was watching for VLive. So I downloaded VLive and found out this thing called Run BTS and that completely, mm -hmm. that changed everything. So when I watched like the first two episodes, I'm like, okay, wait, before I actually get into them, let me, that's actually what made me buy Apple Music too, was for BTS. Cause I was, I was finding other sources to listen to music um, because I didn't want to update my phone because I had an iPhone six at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that actually what made me got into Apple Music and I I went from the beginning. Well, no, first I listened to Answer the whole way through again and I downloaded it. And then that encouraged me to go all the way from the beginning. So like when I would go from class back to my dorm or like from my dorm to the library, even from class, I was just listening to one BTS album like or one song at a time. So mm -hmm. I was able to listen to literally everything up to Answer like did it take me a month I think it took me a month because when I was on like probably the most beautiful moment in life that's when I started actually watching the run episodes and that I know took me the whole month of October to watch I keep mm -hmm. thinking like how did I pass my classes <laughs> how did I pass the first semester because all I remember was listening to BTS watching run episodes like before I went to sleep when I woke up when I was eating when I was going to class. You know, this sounds really bad when I say this out loud. I hope I don't sound too, like... In any hobby or interest, you kind of go full in. Yeah. And, like, catch up on what you've missed. And then you get a more normal, like, regulation of the content that you're taking in. That's true. Because when, like, 
when I got into them, it was just really shocking because like I don't really especially like American celebrities, I don't like keep up with them. Like once they release music, I don't really care what they do like right. outside the activities or like. I liked how personable they were because like with our celebrities, you don't really know anything about like outside of their lives. I like how they can produce such like professional looking music, but then be absolute goofballs on the side. I think yeah. that is what like kind of brought me into K-pop in general. They're like videos, especially but I like how the, they show like their goofy personalities and they're not always like, I'm a professional musician. Like, that's all I want you to see me as. Yeah, it's, it's a good thing and a bad thing because, I mean, we can talk about this a little bit later once we're done talking about how we got into K-pop, but sometimes I don't even know. I mean, with BTS, I feel like it's truly genuine, mm-hmm. but like with other groups, I'm not sure if it's as much or if it still is kind of like an act, but to be more likable, like the... Mm-hmm parasocial relationships i found out getting into k-pop until like re realizing it till now not threw me off but i was like it's really interesting how they kind of market a way so you can get like personalized mm-hmm. with these groups and artists to be more like indebted to them so like buy more music or like really be dedicated so that's like one of the only they just act so crazy that I find it hard to believe that someone wrote that. <laughs> oh, no, I, I truly believe BTS is like that. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Like 100%. Yeah, I think I'm pretty much done with my intro story. And now I'm kind of just like, I still think, I think I've calmed down a little bit. So I'm still pretty invested yeah. in them, but I'm not as crazy as I was. And I pretty much feel like I've seen everything I need to see. Like with this new upcoming album that's coming out soon, I think it'll already be out before this episode comes out but like like all the little youtube lives they've been doing i haven't watched a single one but i've also um, just been busy with school i have a life outside of k-pop yeah life gets in the way yeah <laughs> as it should as it should <laughs> i told you my story was gonna be long because i remember pretty much everything <laughs> i remember exactly how i walked to the rabbit hole, looked over it, tipped over it, and all of a sudden tripped and like, whoa, it just never came out of it. Yeah. No, still fully invested. Still fully invested. And like I'm invested in other groups too. Like my yeah. top groups are, of course, BTS. They're the first ones I'm like willing to spend money on like basically anything. And then GOT7. But GOT7 is more recent. Like I was always aware of GOT7. I really liked their music. Even when I first got into K-pop, I don't think I truly started getting into them until after Not By The Moon, which I feel like it's pretty late, but I guess it's better late than ever. And then ATs, love me some ATs, love TXT. They're like watching little brothers grow up. So, and then One Us, those are my top like five. And like, surprisingly, I just realized this morning, but like this year I've actually been listening to a lot more girl groups than Mm -hmm. I did when I first got into it. Like I really- like some of the ones that just debuted. Yeah. Everglow a lot and then starting to like that new group like Secret Number um I really love Twice's new album I don't care what anybody says I'm sorry (laughs) it's a good album I love I Can't Stop Me yeah me too that is on heavy repeat Blackpink finally got an album so those songs were good my favorite is Pretty Savage that's all the girl groups I can think of as a Dreamcatcher as well I don't I only have that one song by Dreamcatcher that pretty one okay but they're pretty good but yeah do you want to talk about any of the problems you found while being in K-pop or getting into K-pop or no? Honestly, I never really notice anything just because probably I'm not on Twitter. But if there is like any sort of like controversy or whatever, I do follow this one YouTube channel and then like I just get my information from there. I get all my information from you. So <laughs> listen, sometimes sometimes, I mean, sometimes I'm, I come across my own things, but yeah. like most of it is you. I'm just nosy, but like at the same time, I feel like since I am in something that is kind of like a different culture, I I feel like I need to know about it because like at the end of the day, whether K-pop stands or people want to admit this or not, a lot of it is influenced by my culture, Black culture, Black American culture. So yeah. and like even if you go back and find old articles of like Lee Suman or like. So Teji and the boys, because that group is really what started it all. They will tell you about the influence from like American hip hop that they got it from. And then it just mm-hmm. kind of evolved on its own thing. Yeah. So and in general. Yeah. I mean, yeah. tons of music in general, not even just K-pop, just music in America and music around the world. It's something important that people need to 
acknowledge, but you know, we have some issues here and there. Some issues here and there. And then like this year did, I won't lie, kind of turned me off of K-pop just a little bit. Just like when the whole George Floyd thing happened yeah. and then like not seeing people that profit off of this culture so much, just not say a word. And I mean, not me in general, because I don't really tweet a lot, but just seeing a lot of the Black fans that I do follow and like just their disappointment and sadness of not having their favorites say anything about us getting killed, but you profit off of our stuff. Yeah. It was just, it was a time. It was sad. I don't blame the people, especially like the Black fans that like left and never came back, or at least on Twitter, but that's a whole other different mess, or just gave up the genre in general. I decided to stick with it, but like I said earlier, I think I was at the point already where I was calming down. I'm not too invested unless the groups I just named. I think, though, what the main issue with that was, was that many people didn't want to come off as political because, you know, K-pop is K-pop. It really doesn't have anything to do with politics. Which is true. But not really, because in the grand scheme of things, politics is very influential, despite whatever field you're in. So if you think that like not have like you being quiet is okay for you as a company, I don't think that's all right, if that makes any sense. Especially when you're trying to break out internationally now. So yeah, especially now, like most of your fans are not from Korea. Like most of your fans are people who are looking into the culture. So when they don't see you taking a stand for something that you know is wrong, that sends a really strong message, I think. Yeah, because so. like besides Japan, like, you know, the American market's like the biggest for music, just entertainment in general, like even yeah. like the TV and stuff like that. And the thing is, they don't have to be like very strong worded in their message. They just say just, you they're, don't they're, condone the to killing show support, of you know? anyone by the color of their skin. That's literally all we ask yeah. for. Yeah. Or open yeah. your purse. Like, is it really that hard? To say we don't condone anyone to be killed off of what they look like. And I even stopped like the braids, you know, the hair. I was telling Macy this earlier. An article just came out the other day from UPS saying how they won't discriminate against their employees anymore for having braids, afros, or beards. They did before? They did before, but now they're going to stop. They're really strict about the way you look. Like when people are like, oh, it's just hair. What's the problem? No. And so people that look like me stop getting discriminated just from working, from not getting killed for their hair. I'm not going to stop complaining about when I see someone that's not black wearing the same hairstyle as me. But I mean, it's not even just Korea in general. That's also just like a a thing here in America. But you know, I also wonder... Because most of that situation, like the BLM, George Floyd, everything that happened here, I wonder if back in Korea, the information they got is different. Like it's not as intense to them as it is to us here because we are seeing everything happening live. But they were also because we're all connected through the Internet. So the fact that you can be like just complacent of watching someone being killed on camera, I don't care what the crime was. The police system shouldn't have, you know, authority of like to kill you just in broad daylight like that. So just stuff like that. I can't. I try because the culture difference, but like I I just can't. But, you know, now that everybody is actually speaking up whenever they do mess up, I think they're slowly getting there. I don't know. I am online most of the time. So I see a lot of this. They do get criticized for like the stupidest things in the world over there. When I don't breathe wrong and then it's all over the like uh, their news thing and everyone like the media, the general public over there is like, oh, they need to be kicked out of the group or they need to not have like a career in entertainment anymore just for breathing wrong. And I think it's less about the idols themselves because they can have their own individual like opinions and viewpoints. But like the company, if the company suppresses their like right to speak out against things that they don't agree with, like it is like their career so like i don't know if that has some effect to it like you're not probably to say i do know i do remember i don't know where the girl was from but there was one girl from a small company where she posted something on her instagram and her company deleted her personal instagram yeah like so i think part of it is like what they can actually say or not as well as like that mean i mean 
that puts the blame more on the companies themselves for not being able to speak out about things. I mean, it's still kind of, I don't know, I think that's getting a little bit better, but like the dating thing, I remember that yes. was really weird like, when I first got into K-pop. I was like, you can't date anyone? What do you mean you can't date anyone? You can't be a human and find love? Yeah, the rules are just very different over there. I try my best not to be too critical because like I said, cultural difference. So I don't want to put my cultural views too much into what they do. But at the same time, there's certain stuff, especially when it comes to human rights. I'm kind of just like, this should be like a universal thing, no matter the differences of culture. Mm -hmm. I am glad, though, that like some companies did actually speak up like Big Hit and like some American Korean American artists did like use their social media platform. Yeah. And donated people like, and donate. Like, like so Mark I know good. from GOT7 was like one of the first people like him and like surprisingly Jay Park. But I'm not going to get into Jay Park because the next two days he was wearing braids. So you can't say Confused. one thing, but the <laughs> thing we criticize you for the most, like I just is it not clicking? Like you just don't understand. You just not care enough. I'm glad you donated. But you're still not getting it, especially when we complain about like your hair. So you don't get, you still don't really get it. It's just hard to talk about sometimes. It needs to be talked about, but like sometimes I feel like I just don't have enough information to where I don't feel comfortable to talk about it. But I still would like to when I need to get better at it. So that's why I'm talking about it now. It needs to be addressed, especially with American media now trying to act like K pop stars. K pop fans are these like huge activists. And yeah. it's usually always the white ones they try to paint. I'm like, no, if it is a K-pop fan, it is the black one. And why are we just categorizing them as K-pop fans? Like these aren't regular people at the end of the day. Like why is it putting or saying they're K-pop fans making it like different or like how they're like separate from other people? Because the same black K-pop fans are the same ones trying to fight for their lives. There's so yeah. they're just like exactly they're just people that happen <laughs> yeah. to like k-pop so why are we why can't we just say that they're people hey guys simone here with a quick psa um i just wanted to take a couple extra minutes real quick to explain some stuff i feel like when we started getting into this topic i was just struggling really hard to find the words and a way to express how i was feeling at that moment in general I'm not afraid to admit I'm not the best at explaining myself and it's something that I'm still working on today. But like I said in the episode, no matter what we talk about, um, whether it's something like really exciting or just like bland, we, we have to talk about the good and the bad because that's just the reality of things, um, even though if we don't want to admit it sometimes. So... I was talking from my point of view because one, every black person's view and life experience is different. And two, I think I was mainly struggling because I still feel like I have to be extra cautious in life in general, whether it's how I act, what I say, how I talk, just, you know, cause of my skin color. I shouldn't have to, but that's just the mess of society we live in today. Um, I mean, not even just today since forever and nothing has really changed i mean like i shouldn't have to be afraid of not getting a job i want or like going outside and potentially getting hurt or not being able to just live my life because of what i look like but the point i'm trying to get at is i'm only bringing this up now because i really don't care <laughs> um yeah this is something important to me and i feel like I need to do a better job at expressing things that I see are important. You know, we gotta, we gotta talk to each other more. So I also don't like sounding dumb or being wrong on like heavy life topics because I, sometimes I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm still learning a lot of stuff about American history and black history. I mean, you know, they leave so much out of the textbooks. Um, and it's okay to admit when you don't know something, but I think it's still important that we try to be better at having open dialogue with others without trying to get so offensive of what per one person is saying just because we don't like what they're saying, but still try to listen even if we have different opinions and do actual research. So if we try to, you know, counter argue those opinions that we're doing it on facts we can do it on facts 
and your life experiences and still be able to get a point across. And sometimes it's fine to just agree on disagree on certain things, not when it comes to like, you know, basic human rights and decencies, but you know, anyway, and like just for something like the entertainment industry, and I'm talking about the whole industry in general, I can really only talk about my experiences is kind of slightly getting into K-pop because like I said in the episode, really only been aware of it for like about two years now and just the American entertainment industry in general because whether we would like to admit or not, it has a huge impact basically just pretty much on the world like America does and like everything else. But again, we're not we're not getting into that. Like I said, I don't like talking about stuff that I'm not too knowledgeable on. So I'm not getting into that. But just everything that happened this year in the height of like the summer with the Black Lives Matter movement. And let's also remember the Black struggle has been happening since the beginning of time, <laughs> pretty much since like, you know, colonization. Um, but the movement itself has been happening since what, 2016? I'm pretty sure earlier than that, but I think we started calling it Black Lives Matter when Trayvon Martin was killed. So with that in mind, when everything was going on and just to see like just the entertainment industry companies, no matter where they were to be silent, not all of them, but like, let's say 85% of them to be silent or just like a lot of performative talk and just be like, in quotes, oh, we heard you and we quote unquote stand with you guys, but we're not gonna change anything. You know, we'll just say this so you can quickly calm down and be quiet, but also let us continue to steal, you know, your culture, your aesthetic, things that you guys, you know, made cool, but they're not really cool on you because nothing's really cool on black people. But if we put it on non-black people, as long as they're like, you know, really close to white people in shade, also maybe really light black people, but they're still closer to white. And let's just go ahead with white people in general. Let's just put it on them. And that's what we're gonna get, you know, the record breaking stuff, the trends, the hip, it's gonna be cool now. And you know, we're not gonna give you credit for any of the stuff you do <laughs> you see how annoying that sounds and just to have it constantly like throw in your face without feeling like anything's going to change or like the change is happening extremely extremely slowly like people keep saying we are in 2020 but obviously the technology has advanced but humans have not we can't keep up so, and then with K-pop, since this episode is basically about K-pop, I don't feel knowledgeable enough to truly talk about a lot of things because like I said, I just really got into this two years ago. So there's still a whole lot I don't know. And sometimes I never know if I'm crossing between like any cultural lines or not. But at the same time, when it comes to, you know, like human life, I feel like that shouldn't be something controversial. Yeah, somehow we turned that into like a political thing, but only again, when it comes to black people and indigenous people or just people of darker, you know, skin, you don't even have to be black. Anyway, I still think it needs to be addressed because still on K-pop, the music itself is a mixing of sounds from other cultures. But let's be honest, it's like 99.9% .9 black American music. And at the same time, have a pretty big international black audience, at least from my perspective, from what I see in America and not in like Korea itself. And I can't talk about other countries. I can only talk about where I am from and what I see. But we also help, you know, that industries with their profits because at the end of the day, it's still a business. And what is a business school? To make money. And it's just annoying at the same time that we put so much of our time, energy, and financial stuff into something that's supposed to bring us joy. But when you see like groups or members of a certain group, mostly just the, gen the company itself, like do stuff, 
that is offensive. Like I bring up the hair with the braids. I don't care how many times non-black people are gonna keep saying it's just hair. No, it is not just hair. There's so many companies here just in America that discriminate black people for wearing their natural hair, just any type of braids, seeing it's unprofessional. We can't even get jobs. It's, it's just annoying. And I did used to be one of those black people that didn't care, but like after an incident happened, I think in 2019, where the whole thing with J-Hope and his jail, gel twist and chicken noodle soup. And the next day I see a 14 year old girl. I don't remember what state it was, but I know I was watching news with my dad um, get jumped. She's like 14 in middle school, gets jumped by three white boys because they thought her hair, where she had dreads in, were ugly. Guess what happened to the white boys? Nothing. Guess what happened to the black girl? I'm pretty sure she got suspended. Or either suspended or like they didn't make those boys apologize to her. I really don't remember. It was literally a year ago. I just remember after that event, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And I already had a problem with like non-black people wearing braids and dreads and like just you know, your average traditional black hairstyle. I always thought it looked weird on them and I just mostly rolled my eyes. I still kind of rolled my eyes. And at this point, I feel like I'm just screaming into the void of people that don't listen, but at the same time, it's still annoying. So I really need them to cut that shit out. But anyway, just stuff like that for the offensive. And I know there's, I am not gonna speak on this because this is not my community, but I have seen a lot of times where they do stuff that's offensive or like take from like South Asian cultures. And you know, we're all we're all kind of fed up with it. Um, this is something they teach you in marketing strategy where, you know, in order if you wanna branch out in different regions, countries and cultures, you need to change your strategy for marketing or what you put out so you don't offend your new target audience. Like, I don't know, K-pop is like a whole different thing where they completely, either missed out or just they have a way of not having to follow that but are still successful. It's it's really weird. I can't, again, it just baffles me sometimes. And as I say all this, everyone is different. I'm not the token spokesperson for the whole black American community. I don't wanna be, don't make me because I'm also really tired of everyone thinking black women are like the saviors of like the whole world for everything that's going on. I'm like, no, we're also still still human. We're just very vocal about the way we're treated and we would like it to stop. I really would like to just live my life. But with all that, you know, if the majority of your audience is telling you something that's wrong and you only listen to that few that are silencing the majority, then you have a problem in my eyes. I'm sorry. I just, I don't understand how that's logical. I mean, obviously you have that minority is like a major I don't know, they just put a lot of time and money. They're just really dedicated in some weird way that I still don't understand, or I guess it kind of off balance the majority, but you're never gonna really go far if you're trying to expand more, if you only just try to please that minority that goes to the extreme, which in itself is not healthy. And I also would like to point out, for some reason the American media just wants to portray K-pop fans like they're not just normal people, which I think I said in this episode, but I honestly, I cannot remember. Like they're just normal people. Like I don't understand why labeling them K-pop fans make them like this some um, different breed when it's just supposed to be something they enjoy off the side, but that doesn't define, they shouldn't define you as a human. But anyway, when everything was, you know, being talked about online and just like really getting the quote unquote peak, even though again, Black Lives Matter is not a trend. We're literally just asking not to be killed and be treated like basic human fucking beings. Sorry for my language. Again, I'm just tired. Anyway, all of those fans were black, okay? And they were the real ones that were actually protesting, risking their lives, creating donations. You know, some of them just happened to like K-pop, which again, I don't understand when everything was going on at the beginning here in America, why that made a difference. Why? Just because it was so funny that they, you know, was sending all these fan cams to like disable police stuff or like 
drown out hashtags was wasn't really drowning out hashtags you were just making the hashtags trend more which was helping nobody so it was just actually maybe reported like you guys do if someone says something bad about your faves and yeah i mean honestly the reason i bring all this up just because we did start talking about it and i feel like i didn't explain myself enough and just like other black people like me again i don't speak for everybody but i know a lot of us feel like we don't have the privilege to ignore this because it makes us upset or uncomfortable this is literally our everyday lives but i don't blame the people and i do this myself that need to either take a break or does not talk about it at all. This is our everyday lives. We experience this all the time before everyone all of a sudden wanted to remind themselves that every life should matter no matter what your skin color is. But we don't get the privilege to ignore it, but sometimes we have to, cause I will literally lose my sanity just thinking about everything wrong with the world and just, you know, reminding myself that the world is against me a little bit just because of how I was born. Again, just even explaining through all of this, I feel like a lot of my feelings and thoughts are very jumbled because I just, I know for a fact, I don't have enough information on a lot of stuff. I can only speak from experience and this is experience from a black person who grew up with a lot of white people. Like I am in a very heavily white area. So there's a lot of stuff myself that I'm trying to unlearn and just reflect. And a lot of the stuff that I'm even saying, I'm just barely scratching on the surface level. But, you know, the whole point of this podcast, which is why I didn't want to talk, make it a K-pop podcast, was just for me to defeat it, to have fun, to experience something new. Um, I want to get more training and learn how to make all this stuff. So I don't want us to be stressed out every episode if we talk about heavy topics that again is just for mostly my sanity and right now I just can't handle that but if there is someone out there that is listening to this that want to send us an email that's more knowledgeable in these topics whether it's just black culture in general or like how black culture affects k-pop which it does I would really like if you could send us an email at I was thinking pod at gmail.com and with your permission, we would most definitely read it out loud in future episodes, even if it has nothing to do with that episode topic. Uh, you know, just to get your thoughts and feelings out and let your voice be heard. But again, still wanted to bring it up because one, this episode's about K-pop. I do feel like, you know, it's called I Was Thinking. So I feel like I need to portray my thoughts of my experiences. And it's different for everyone. Most people have more fun. And you know, I have a lot more fun enjoying the music offline. That is literally a whole nother topic we can talk about later. And speaking of it, like just K-pop and online, before I go, I didn't mention this in the episode because I forgot, but I feel like it's relevant to everything I just said. You know, maybe it's mostly just talking to my friends like in person, but sometimes I, I tell them like, you know, I'm a little upset. Like I didn't find you know bts earlier or just like k-pop in general because i really do enjoy the music but looking back on it and just reminding myself where i was mentally as a teenager and the things i was going through especially in high school to where i am now and then like if i did decide to join stan twitter when i was younger which thank god i did not and am not part of that i didn't make a twitter until i was like 18. So I was trying to stay off online as much as I can, but just tying all that together, I'm, I'm happy I discovered it when I did. I mean, it's better late than never. I still have fun and you know, I feel like I discovered it when I needed to. So really to make a long story short, at the end of the day, I just want to shake some ass to some good music. Can a girl just peacefully shake some ass to some good music? We're literally all a product of capitalism anyway. So on that note, just do what you want to do. Like what you want to like and don't let random people on the internet try to shame you on something that you enjoy. Anyway, with all that said, I went on an extremely long rant. Need to get it off my chest. I hope I was a lot clearer than when we recorded this, even though I feel like I still stumbled a lot, but still. Yeah, I'm just trying to, even with this podcast, I'm just trying to do a better job at bringing awareness to stuff, expressing my opinions, just, yeah, I just gotta do my part. 
But anyway, before I go, of course, I have to say Stream B by BTS. CL's comeback was supposed to come out November 30th, but then I just saw the notification while I'm recording this that it got pushed back and delayed. You know, her and her team feel like they need a longer time to work on it, and that's fine. Um, just wait out for my girl. You can still stream her old songs. I still listen to Hello Bitches like every other day. Every other day? That song's on repeat every day. What am I talking about? And you can also stream her new songs, Hua and Five Stars. Um, stream Got Seven because they are coming back on the 30th. I am so excited. Um, stream Taven's new Never Gonna Stop Dancing album because it's Taman. I'm ready for Shiny to come back. I'm not really that much into Shiny, but I'm slowly trying to get into Shiny. Um, and yeah, and I can't believe I forgot to say this during the actual recording, but Megan's also coming back. She's coming back, I think the same day as BTS, so go stream Megan The Stallion. What are you waiting for? And Chloe and Hallie, even though they didn't put out anything new, but I just loved their album, Ungodly Hour. Like, yeah, that's a masterpiece. Um, anyway, yeah. So my long message is do what makes you happy and be nice to each other. Okay, back to the episode. Bye, guys. I mean, I feel better getting that off my chest when I'm talking to you guys. No, because like, with everything, there's a good side. But I, I guess because I do try to look on the realistic stuff, you also have to look at the bad side. No matter how much yeah. you enjoy stuff. So, like, I still enjoy it enough to listen to the music, but I also have to be realistic. Not everything is, like, this beautiful, glamorous thing that people see. Job. So, of course, I'm going to try to make sure people only see the good side. It's not like that. All right, guys. Well, on that note, <laughs> thank you guys for listening to today's episode. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Um, leave a comment everywhere else. If you have any questions, you can email us at Iwasthinkingpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Iwasthinkingpod. And yeah, so next episode, Macy's going to come back and we are going to talk about concerts that we've been to. So look forward to that. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.